Yo, reality, your boy from Hackney, aka black guy in your neighborhood, aka my mother's favorite rapper, and this is the In Your Neighborhood podcast, baby. baby. Okay, guys, you know what, yeah? Just ask me the question. Just ask me the question. What's the question? Just ask me, did, did I get it? Did I get the PS5? Just ask me. Oh, did, did you get the PS5? Listen. Does a pig like playing in dirt? I've got a question. Is Boris Johnson a racist? I've got a question. Is hip hop in the Northeast slightly xenophobic? I've got a question. Did John, okay, go on, go on, Busy. <laughs> Did you get the PS5 first? Do, 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 the chap no is here. Do, 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 the chap is here. Do, 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 the chap is here. No, no comments. I, I, I refuse to answer that question. Um, I In case like... nobody doesn't know, T <laughs> and BZ have been fighting over getting a PS5 first. And, and as far as I can remember, there was a, a bit of a wager going on. And whoever got it first or the other one, a, a controller. That's and true, I think, think not... BZ might have won, right? There, like, um... there, was something, there was something wrong in what 40 said there. <laughs> Just so, you know, our, our, our listenership do understand. It wasn't a fight. It was one of their ones where, remember when um, Conor McGregor was going to um, fight for the lightweight title and Nate Diaz stepped in like six days before and beat his ass. What? I stepped in about a week ago, <laughs> word to Bobby Schmurder, and um, came up with a dub. So that put the fire in reality's belly. <laughs> Like, this, definitely, wait, this definitely was your... shit on his shit on his little parade he was having here. He was about to start off this podcast, like, ask me the question, guys. I got it. And Beezy's just like, nah. wait, wait. This was your hot take on me getting a PS5. No, that wasn't my hot take. Okay, but okay, if you okay. want to continue on your little celebration speech, and then I'll <laughs> shit on it. Go on. So, did I get a PS5? The dogs like barking. Did Rams link his ting there? When I take my shirt off, do I look like a cross between if you, sh- you should donate a pound to me or if I should phone home? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in short, the answer is yes, I got a PS5, but Busy just rained on my whole parade. So go on, Busy. No, no, no. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like congr- look, look how condescending that was. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm very like, happy for you. Like you joined you joined the gang. You finally. Finally it's made a, it, son. It's about it's about damn time. My take um, to the listeners who know reality sells le- legal drugs legal, in his pastime. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forty. One thing I realized in this entire process of reality, you know, trying to get this 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 PS Five. Do you know when you go to a pharmacy, right, and <laughs> You tell them you're here to pick up a prescription, and then you're waiting about 20 minutes for the fucking prescription, mate. Do you know why that is? Because T's out the back playing football manager on his laptop, or trying to get a PS5. Wait, wait, this is... or trying to get a game. Wait, 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 this is all just chatting absolute shit in the group chat. That's what I realized, and that was my hot take. Wait, wait, this is libel, or, or, or what is it? Is it libel or is it slander? It's one of I those. Mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Are we what, defaming what? your character? My my character is being defamed here. 
by a qualified solicitor. Don't matter. <laughs> oh, yes, congratulations <laughs> for that. However, you guys are wrong. It only takes 15 minutes in my pharmacy. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> On with the show. But yeah, man's got a PS5 in it. Um, I had to spend um the last few days with the missus. Um, you know, we've had some good times together. So yeah, and we've had some good times together, babe. But you know, I had to move on to the PS5. Um, and it's what I call my PS4, by the way, guys. Um, yeah, she's been she's been beautiful. She get we played with each other a lot. Um, yeah, one love to Anne. You call your PS4 Anne? Yeah. Doesn't everyone have names for their PS4? I'm I'm still juggling what I'm gonna call the PS5. You know, like it needs to be something modern. I think my PS5 is a day. You, you talk about all of this, right? <laughs> From what I understand, you play one game on it. Wait, wait, wait! What, what's going on? Is it Attack Reality podcast today? No, <laughs> play NBA. No, son, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm a simple so you man. Spent all this money. I should have for just this yeah. high tech piece of kit. <laughs> Just to play NBA. I should have just got the digital one in it. But when I saw it, I was like, what? Wait, 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 wait. I didn't, but you're I'd... still going to be, when the shops open back up, you're going to be able to get second-hand games in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which I can... The digital versions, they charge like £60 a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the NBA, yeah. I, I won't tell you my sources, but I got some money off, you know what I mean? Before, it doesn't matter to him, he gets one game. So like, <laughs> the digital version True. for one game. It's a bit. It doesn't matter. They, yeah, made yeah. It for, they made it for him. I'm, try, I'm trying to get you on Warzone, and then we can stream it, put it on the In Your Neighbourhood channel. Oh, yeah, true, true. Get the listenership to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So PS5, guys, all around. 40's going to get one soon. Yeah. I'm waiting for one to come out in black. <laughs> 40's just getting the black one. Yeah. 40, <laughs> care about I'll be the waiting a couple of years. <laughs> And, and but, that is um, our equality correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's just bright white, isn't it? And it's not the smallest of things. So, May uh, pause. It is big. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting till they slim it down because that's what they do on after a couple of years. Yeah, they slim it down. You know, change the color a bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to my my first generation Xbox One. Which, to be fair, at the minute, I only play one game as well, which is Warzone. So I'm taking shots at UT, but <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Um, although I did buy UFC because it was on it was on sale. Yeah. And uh, so, so I've been playing two games, but I think I can I can stretch out my Xbox One until uh, until the PS5 comes out in a in a, a slim line or whatever. You know, quick quickly with that. Yeah. Initially, I'm sure Busy was the same way. I didn't even, I was like, oh, PS5, that's, that's fine. You guys can have that. Like, I'm not going to be struggling, you know, watching Twitter, getting alerts for PS5. Like, I'll get it when, you know, it's a wide range thing. But when I saw my brother Busy get the PS5, and, and I'm going to reiterate, I was like, mate, I can't go out like this. <laughs> 
Jealous one still envy. Shut up, fat Joe. Most certainly, but this guy's, yes, a, this, guy's a, this guy's a fucking liar. Let's tell the let's tell the listenership once and for all, and then we can move to the next segment as to why this even happened. Right? I only I didn't I don't I don't care for I didn't care for PS Five. Um, we brushed on quickly. Yes, qualifies listed. Whoop whoop. I wanted to get one just like as a celebration to myself, but more so just to. to to beat reality, get one before him because I knew I would, <laughs> and I knew for a fact it would have happened. Like there was, I slept comfy. I knew it was gonna. Happen. <laughs> so him saying that he only got one because of me. This guy was getting up at like four a.m. in the morning, like scouring Asda and Argos trying to get one. And you know this this little black guy came through and got one before him. And now he's saying he's he was jealous and that's why he got one. Top three is Jay Z. Top three, yes, guys. We're switching it up a bit tonight, today, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. Um, this has been a debate on this long-running podcast in our four episodes. <laughs> um, and to be honest, let me start off. Um, Jay-Z is not in my top three. This is not to be a clout chaser or shock value. I've been saying it for years. People that know me. I've known that I've rated Jay-Z, but is he my favorite? No, I'll say that once and for all. I'll give you my top three right now because my top three is always changing, but Jay-Z never gets promoted into the Champions League spots. We got Jada Kiss. Now guys, tell me if Jada, you guys tell me, have you ever heard a bad Jada Kiss verse? No, you haven't. I'll answer for you. We got Eminem pre-2001. One of the most... Pre-2001? Yeah. That's a long time for him to have been in your top you, three. You, you know, um, <laughs> you know, in the Bible where they have Anno Domini or um, after Christ yeah. and before Christ. This is um, Eminem BD. Before drugs. No, no, no. No, no. During drugs, Eminem, DD, DD, DD and AD, yeah, DD and AD. So we got Eminem, DD, and guys, again, as I reiterate, don't do drugs unless you're Eminem. I'm joking. But, I'm joking. But you're saying I know this isn't the point of today's kind of top three, but you're giving yeah. us your top three, and I've got to push back on Eminem. So you're saying Eminem's done 19 years worth of work that you didn't really rate, but he's still in your top three. M- Eminem. Pre-2001 has still yeah. influenced me to this day. Okay. It's like people saying Biggie's is um their top three. Biggie's been dead for how many years? And people still yeah. say he's in their top three. Two but he hasn't been well. releasing bad work for all that time. That's a very good shout. And but I'm not like, saying all Eminem's work's bad work. We kind of touched on this last episode. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to go check it out, people. But... um. Yeah, but it's know. like it's, it's like um, still that Eminem had a massive influence on me yeah. as a man, as a rapper, as a human. Fair enough, being. bro. Who would you put in at number three then? Number Who three, it switches a bit, but this is based purely on rapping ability. Royce the Five Nine. Royce the Five Nine is a serious, serious, serious rapper. Mm-hmm. Serious. I mean, 
again, I'm an R&B guy now. I've mellowed down in my old age. But when I listen to Royce to Five Nine, mate, that guy is different. The way he puts words together, goes in the pockets or whatever. Um, those those three MCs for you are better MCs than Jay Z. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, Definitely. for me, we've we've got uh, we've got to say what's the criteria for a top three. But that's that's also um, subjective, isn't it? So, I when I get to my goal, I'll I think I'll have to say my criteria. Yeah. It'd be interesting to hear your criteria. But from what T is saying, his criteria sort of differs. For, well, it certainly differs from mine, and it seems very much based on sort of rapping ability and lyricism. Yeah. Like, unless we say right now, okay, here's a criteria that we all have to go with, then rip up the top three that we have, mm-hmm. or the top three that we have, and change it up again. But we can't do that because our criteria. I mean, our, our yeah, our criteria is very subjective. Differ. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But me. with that though, I think that there should there should be a sort of criteria that is sort of in a sense, a bit industry standard hmm. when you talk about a top three. Yeah, I'm 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 not really looking at a top three based off and in off the industry anyway. That's hmm. the thing, isn't it? Jay-Z's, if you if you're talking about commercial success, then he's gotta be in the top three. Is that what if, my top three is based off? Yeah. Nah. If, if we're if talking about thing, com- no. if we're talking about commercial success here, we're gonna have to it's gonna be Jay-Z and Aubrey. It's going to be those two. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. And I don't know who the... The third, you could even say, is Eminem. Good or yeah, bad Eminem. potentially. Eminem, DD, or AD. Because he always sells. Always. For me, look, this is my take. Jay-Z's not in my top three. He's probably not in my top ten, to be honest. Hmm. Um, I, I'm looking at ability. I'm looking at the way the verses make me feel, the way the songs make me feel. Has Jay-Z smashed it in terms of rapper with the most Grammys, you know, millions of records, so something like 70 million albums, something like that. Yeah, great. Well done. Fantastic. There's a lot of that due to business decisions, due to behind having the machine behind him, due to phenomenal work. Like, you can't knock him for it. Yeah, probably. But am I getting that feeling when I listen to Jay-Z where I want to reverse the track? Is it like listening to Big Pun where it's like, I'm all about business and enterprise and advising financial advisors on franchise and widen their horizons. Like, you know, bars like that or like Inspector Deck, I bomb atomically sort with these philosophies and hypotheses can define Mm -hmm. up I'll be dropping these. Like when you hear stuff like that, you go, what? (laughs) Let me, let me rewind that. Or when you listen to it, you listen to it again. Mm -hmm. Or level of storytelling, like I read The Rugged Man on Common Valor, where you listen to it and it grips you all the way through, you know, and it's really like hitting you somewhere. Jay-Z doesn't really do that for me. And people mm. might say, well, Jay-Z's not making music for you. You're, you're a white point. guy from the UK in your 30s. I don't but, think that's the case. I don't think it's but, a case of it's a specific person. I think it comes down to, to taste and how you take in your music, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. But um, yeah, for me, he just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hit me there where I want to I wanna press rewind. And yeah, he's got some good songs. You know, there's songs there that if they come up in a playlist, am I skipping them? Probably not. You know, it's a vibe. Yeah, Mm. let's continue. But am I really seeking out his work? Am am I putting it in my playlists? Probably not. So for Mm. me, Jay-Z is is not a top three for me. Okay. 
So you haven't got him. You haven't got him top three. You don't even have him. I probably is in your top ten. T, nah. you don't have him top three. Mm-hmm. Is he in a top ten? I've, I've yes or no. Just I've yes or no to, to move it quick quickly. I would say yes. Okay. Okay. So I love this conversation. Um, <laughs> Jay Z is in my top three, and he's not number three, and he's not number two. <laughs> to me, to me, Jay Z is the best rapper. Reasons. I make notes. <laughs> Just dispel Tommy quickly. <laughs> He's told me that um, Jada Kiss um, hasn't got hasn't got any bad verses. Yeah. To me, there may be a a, a one or two bad uh, whole verses here and there, because that's a subjective thing. There could be a bad. Mm. Somebody could say what a Jada Kiss verses is. Oh, it's a it's a pass me by. Mm. Jay Z's standard over twenty five to thirty years has been on pretty pretty high. Mm. So. Can I say Jay-Z has a bad verse? Maybe one or two, but ultimately, as you have seen with Jadakiss, I can't say Jay-Z has a bad verse. You said Eminem, pre-2003, longevity. Eminem, DD, yeah, double D. Yeah, DD. I thought the What's Free verse that Jay-Z did on Meek Mill's album about two, three years ago was one of the the best verses of the year, if not Mm. for a couple of years. Mm. Naturally, and it was. Um, Whether you, it sort of hits you or it doesn't, it was a, a brilliant verse, longevity. Mm. Um, rapping ability Jay-Z has rapping ability Now I think that gets clouded With the sort of commercial thing And whether it hits you or it doesn't hit you For me stuff like You Don't Know On the Blueprint Or tracks on a Black Album Hit me differently mm. I will go back to that 1 million, 2 million, 3 million more Like the way that I think And the way that I go about life Those are the things that I'm listening to To get my motivation and inspiration up To a way that you may listen to a specific rapper and say that it's hit that hits me yeah what i think with jay-z is that over 25 to 30 years yes there's a commercial commerciality aspect to it and there are rappers who have got longevity just the same mm. but i think the rapid ability added to his presence so these are my criteria rapping ability presence um flow and lyricism i think he's got it all and to me from who i listen to and what I come in for, taking from music, he's he has been a cut above the rest. I've gone back, listened to the reasonable. I've listened to four forty four, and still he is at that top pedal. Still, mm. the other two that the, the two that I I personally go to are Biggie and Lupe Fiasco. And what Drake, my criteria, Drake's not in your top three. Drake is not in my top three, mm. but in that in those criteria that I mentioned, I put Jay Z above Biggie now, and that's why to me he is number one. I think as well, in certain points of your life, you may view a rapper differently. Let me explain that more. When I was younger and I was first getting into rap, like my teenage years, if you ask me my top three, Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, straight away, I wouldn't even think about it. Maybe swap Eminem with Cassidy because that's what was impacting me at that time when I wanted to get into rap. When I was T, me and you are on the same age, right? Yeah. I sometimes wonder, like, are we just influenced by the media? Because Mm. if you look at who was being played (laughs) when we were in our (laughs) teenage years, yeah, and what was being thrust upon us, it was Eminem, Tupac, and Biggie. Biggie. 
Yeah, <laughs> forty to add to and that. And add fifty um, cent fourth place. <laughs> ex- exactly, and to yeah. add to that real quick because we don't want to obviously like just drag this on for so long. But um, you know, when we were obviously starting up this this part, reality and I did a, a, a two part special um on music and his album, and yeah. one of the things that we discussed was my approach to music or coming into music and T's approach in coming into music. The guy, T made How to Rob. I made a song about not being able to go out <laughs> the house on a Friday because I was grounded or something. Yeah. Because I was influenced by Kanye West. I was influenced by Jay-Z and Drake. And that was the way that I approached music. And mm-hmm. T was influenced and growing up on like 50 Cent, Eminem. Yeah. So naturally you're going to have that sort of bar that's like, it's already set. And you're, I think you're actually spot on that it's, mm. It's it's media and it's what is what is out there at the time because let's not forget we're all influenced by the 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 radio CD era. That's there's a lot of payola that will probably is involved in stuff like that. So the things that we listen on radio and that was publicized to us in a different way as to the new school yeah. who have access to Spotify and can go out and find what they like. It's ingrained in us what we sort of have to like going into the the future. We're never going to go away from that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a huge there is a big difference between us three yeah, when it comes yeah, to that yeah and and just to um end off this topic quickly um i think maybe when i'm older like jay-z's words will hit me differently because jay-z right now is talking a lot of grown man rap and before if you asked me five years ago is jay-z even in your top 10 i would say no his words don't affect me however i would say that 444 album, he was speaking to me differently on that album, man. On that album specifically. I think it's just the grown man being black thing in this world. He was he was hitting points that was like, wow, okay. Like, and admitting your mistakes as well. Because I'm always the type of guy that likes admitting when I'm wrong. So, you know, like, let's see, let's see. Podca- podcast 10 years special. I might, I might be, Jay-Z might be in my top three by then. Speaking of being influenced by the media, I think now we should switch it up a bit and we go on to Real Talk. Yes, this segment's called Real Talk. Megan and Harry's interview. Now, BZ dropped this in the, um, in the group chat and um, I think me and Forty just ignored it. <laughs> And then we came back like a few days later, me and 40 were having full-on paragraph paragraph conversations about Meghan and Harry interview on Oprah. And at the time of this recording, the the, the um, interview will be out. So we don't know what's on it. However, we're seeing some, um, a few words being said, like the royal family is perpetuating falsehoods apparently the, the firm yeah it's the firm making <laughs> them so sound sick. like gangsters i can't wait for that spin off of the crown <laughs> the queen and her goons <laughs> around buckingham palace top boy sonny <laughs> <laughs> you saying lizzie <laughs> the queen the, the queen's out for the lizzie and she's the lizzie with a four eight four five smith and wesson in the back pocket of a crown anyway <laughs> Yeah, so um, I was what I was thinking about this year. Me and Forty were having a conversation, and I was thinking about this. At first, I thought these men 
went away from England to get away from the media and you have an interview with one of the biggest moguls, like, which like media moguls in history, in the history of our time. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a bit contradictory. That was what I was thinking as soon as it came out. That was my initial reaction. Afterwards, I said to myself, self, think about this. Why is this being done? I mean, we, we get all the, um, let me just put this out there. The media in England is racist. Simple, straight, there's no debate. You can argue with your mother. I think after thinking about this, there's, there's two reasons, there's layers to this. Firstly, to protect herself. Let me expand on that. Diana's not with us anymore, rest in peace. If something was to happen to Megan, she's done this Oprah interview. We know where it's coming from. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but that's out there. Let me not delve too much into that. Secondly, there's the racial aspect. You see, if you back people into a corner for so long, you maybe oppression with Megan is too strong of a word. But, but eventually, they're gonna have to speak out and fight back. And I think that's what Megan's doing. Uh, like, what do you guys think? Because I think this woman, yeah, I'm surprised, yeah, God, God forgive me. I'm surprised she hasn't done the Caroline Flack on herself. I'm being serious because the way the media have treated this woman for eating an avocado, for opening a, her door, like it's it's terrible, seriously. Is like it so, is, yeah. and, and this is my take on it, right? Yeah. I think what what I'm gonna say here, please don't confuse this with that. I don't care about the the conversation that the media is racist and no, there's no, things no, that no. need to change. Yeah. But personally, I don't care about none of these people. Mm -hmm. The royal family, you know, who gives a fuck. <laughs> Shots. The the the, the, the disgraceful family. Yeah, and and I don't want to sound like um, I'm putting that out there because look, as as somebody stated in an interview that was on Sky, you know, they're a family that's been the, the head of an empire which have done abhorrent things. Yeah, uh, have they ever come out and apologized for any of that, or even acknowledged it? Not to my knowledge. Mm. They protect people who are accused of sleeping with children, mm. you know, princes and whatnot. Just the fact that they have as much money and wealth as they have, and I know it gets played down like they don't live that lavishly and all that, but mm. they've got a lot of money, people suffering all over the world. And yeah, they might help out a little bit here and there, but, you know, Prince Philip goes to countries on missions where he looks like he's helping out and then just takes the piss out of people being racist himself. Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So are we shocked whatsoever by any of this behavior? The <laughs> fact that it's being made something of is just buying more into the media frenzy around it all. You know, the fact that they sensationalize everything. This family's disgraceful anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that coupled with the fact that this woman that he's married is an actress from America. <laughs> we don't know the woman. I don't know what she's like, but you know, America's got a bit of different way of doing things. She's a celebrity anyway. 
So, yes, yeah, she's been treated badly. The media has portrayed her differently to her equivalent in Harry's brother's wife, Kate. But she's always... Because, you know, even Harry's mum, Diana, was portrayed by the media like as a commoner, as different. She wasn't even... Her dad was an earl. Mm. But they just weren't as high up in the structure as the royal family. So the media deemed Diana as not fit for, for Charles and all this. So, you know, to take it even further, Meghan's uh, an American with no aristocracy within her family whatsoever. She's an actress who's done sex scenes, you know, that are out there in the public. And she's black mm. or mixed race. Mm-hmm. which is the same thing in their eyes as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, she she's different even more so than just being a commoner or not being from Britain or whatever. She's always going to be um, attacked in my mind. The fact that she's black just, just amplifies it even further. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember the media to start off with, they were looking at, you know, she's an older divorcee. That was the kind of narrative to start with when he first started dating. And I, I don't know if people knew she was mixed race or not then. Um, but then obviously when she's when it's come to the marriage and then you start seeing her mum and stuff, that's when it's blew up even further and the media's just latched onto it. The, the thing is, I think, and Beezy will be able to talk on this further, I don't think there's anything in the media that's kind of provable racism. And we know there's different levels to all of this. You know, they haven't printed anything that's, you know, would hold up in court as as, as being illegal, um, as far as I'm aware. But then there's the thing, we know what's going on here. Fam, fam, you know, you know what it is? I've always, always said this. British people, and I'm British myself, so don't take this like, you know, British people are the best at subtle racism. I'm telling you now. Mm. Just a quick one. Delivery driver at work comes in and says, can you sign your name for the delivery? And he goes, um, oh, your name's probably got like 50 letters in it, hasn't it? Mm. Now, how is that not racist? But if I go to a lawyer and say, oh, the guy is saying I got 50 letters in my name, is that not racist? He'll be like, what are you on about, mate? You, you can't say that in court. No one's going to. Do you know what I mean, though? So, like, it's the subtle mm. racism. We're so smart here. Americans will just call you the N-word. <laughs> you know? And this is where people say, stop being a snowflake. To downplay yeah. the the. Yeah. And you say, oh, it's racism. Oh, but he's not actually said something like that. Like, stop being sensitive. That's yeah. how people combat it. Like, oh, you know, people are soft these days. All right, yeah. let me just, and I'm, I'm, I'm not not me. <laughs> I'm just saying from, from what you're saying there, it's as yeah. if like you've got to be, okay, let me just, you know, suck up this little jab here and yeah. this little jab there yeah. all day long and just get on with things, mm-hmm. you know. But people need to to, to try and, see it from the other side. People mm-hmm. don't have to deal with it all day long and think, oh, what, what's this actually like day in, day out? Yeah, you've said that perfectly there, mate. Busy, what do you think? To keep it short and to come at it from a different angle, um, because applaud and respect everything that these have both said. Mm. Um, and I think it's going to make a, a, sort of a, really, a really good listen um, and create debate and conversation. I'll say it from, a, from like a positive viewpoint in mm. that this country is based entirely off classism in a sense, um, even the politics. That's why there's always going to be a North and South divide, working class up North, um, the middle to higher class down South. Um, and with as you get up that level is where racism starts to trickle down. 
and starts to even infiltrate the, the working class as well. The great thing about this decade that we're going into is that I think it's going to be a decade based heavily on diversity and inclusion and people understanding that you can't get rid of diversity and a multicultural society is necessary. And if that means that those at the top, the firm, the royal family, the head of the, the, the classism unit fall, great. Brilliant that they don't even have any powers in any event. That power was taken away from them a long time ago. They still hold power, of course. Um, like it's no, there's no. We know why the the the, the media are attacking Megan. We know why that's happening. There's still power held there, but in terms of power, in terms of judicial system and lawmaking, and then now because of the voice of social media and the voice that everybody has, the power to make everybody stand in line and 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 follow the lead. Basically, that's out the window. Um, it's got, even those who are at a higher class are going to understand and respect the need for diversity and inclusion, therefore putting people like us in those higher positions. And so ultimately, it, it could be a point where the monarchy falls. It could be. Oh, you it know, could be it for is, me. Great. I just oh, want to say... Like, oh, yeah, go on, go, on for it, go on for it. Sorry, but when we talk about them not having like this power in terms of the judicial system and whatnot, Absolutely, I, I get that. But then when one of them does something that should be held accountable by the judicial system and they seemingly just skip through it, I agree that's with where you. there's like a different kind of power, right? I, yeah. I, agree, I, I agree with you. But also in that sense, I say that they don't have the power and we hold the power of voice. And soon enough, he's going to have to answer for it. But that's where the division comes, isn't it? And when that, they that, when they do all of these things, it keeps the division going. Of oh, course, yeah, yeah. of course, that's that's right. But because the voice like, is only strong when it's a lot of people binding together. But yes, but remember, like that's this is a very novel thing that we have a voice that can bind together and actually take like t do 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 make change and do something. What I'm saying is legally, they don't have power. So once you stop, you know, putting that pressure, there's nowhere they can really go. Mm. And that's a positive thing. And that's not, that's what I'm saying. The next 10 years, that's the positive thing. It's like the, the, the power that we can't see will be brought to the forefront of our voices. So in any event, to take that to Harry and Meghan, it's great that Harry is doing what he wants to do in his marriage. And he has found love. And now he's brought somebody in who's obviously dealing with these, with all the things that have been thrown at her. And she's, She's using her voice as well. And mm. people will listen. People won't brush it off. Did now, you lighten it up a little bit, though? He's kind of like coming across a little bit like he's just being dragged along for the ride, right? <laughs> Is it just me who like, and, and I'm trying not to buy into the narrative where they're making her out to seem like some like controlling witch. <laughs> but he does kind of seem like, he's just like, oh yeah, come on then. Like, Bro, I think, I think he's painted also... like it's all her idea. <laughs> I, I think he's probably like, Oh, well, we're going at the Queen today. Hi. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I think, today. I think uh, Harry, but, Harry just wants an easy life. You guys know what I mean. Like, you know, like, when, when Harry, the, yeah, go on, go on busy. Harry's, Harry's, Harry's sick of the media, but Harry knows that he has to go back at some point and go sit with the Queen. Yeah. Like, how you doing? Everything that's, good? How's the health? grandma at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, exactly. What Christmas I will say, what, what I will say is that- um, not going to be here that much longer though. 
Uh, hey, fam, you know Prince Philip? Prince Philip, <laughs> Prince Philip oh is, is, is 99 years old and having heart surgery. Which heart did they put in them? A Some pig? little kids, probably. Nipping Nelson. Along with the blood of them. <laughs> Mate, did you see him in that whip? He, he, didn't, he didn't look alive. Like he, he always looks terrified that he's still here. Like, oh no, they kept me here. He like, why like, did they turn, not turn like, it off? <laughs> looks like Nosferatu or something. Bloody hell, son. You're busy, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Word. Um, <laughs> Oprah. Mate, Oprah, Oprah a chatty patty. Oprah's a clout chaser, fam. Oprah's She's the a chatty, biggest clout chaser. Oprah's a chatty <laughs> patty, mate. Oprah's Oprah just be going here, right? Hey, Lance Armstrong, come here. Tell us all these. <laughs> tell us all the drugs you did. This is a safe space. Put it out. Put it out. Put it out. She's yeah, a, yeah, mate. Those trailer horse guys, of course, she's a chatty patty. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. <laughs> she's nah. the biggest clout chaser upon o- road. Oprah was at that wedding. She probably saw the queers like, "Hello, Your Majesty." I have yeah, a two-hour yeah. special coming for your head top. It was Oprah. Oprah's a chatty patty, but I will say, um, Megan, I don't know why she's going to Oprah. She should have got um, Mike Ross and Harvey Specter on the case. That would have dealt with things proper nice. Enough of that serious stuff. Run to what? Enough. That's that's the um. That's the. I feel like I feel like this week has been very serious. This has been a very serious <laughs> week, hasn't it? <laughs> We almost came to blows over the PS5. Jay-Z being top one. Megan. <laughs> Wait. But I think we've pissed off the majority of the British public, like the Brexit voters. But anyway. Fuck Randy Orton. <laughs> what enough? This segment. Randy Orton, Soldier Boy beef. Oh, it's the beef of all beefs. <laughs> WrestleMania, what? WrestleMania, Randy Orton. He's gonna crank that on Soldier Boy's head. On Big Draco. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So here's the etymology of this beef. The beef of the year, by the way. B-O-T-Y. Soldier Boy said rap game faker than WWE. Oh my gosh. Then it all went off. Randy Orton was like, I'm not having this. Let me read an excerpt from Randy Orton's tweet. Quickly. Um, oh, I've got another thing as well. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I believe we're waiting for you to give us a summary of this beef. Like, hey, it's the beef of the year. <laughs> Do we I'm really need to you, hear this? I'm telling you, it's the beef of the year. Can we not just shit on it? <laughs> <laughs> beef of the year. Um, fake, Randy Orton says, question mark. They're this prick to step up. He don't like movies. Question mark. Consider us actors that do stunts without pads 200 days a year and don't bitch when we get surgically repaired and come right back. Um, um, yeah, he was saying too much here, fam. Consider us 100 times tougher than anyone you've come across. Ain't nothing but a bitch ass. And then it was just like... And you just know, yeah, Randall wanted to say the N-word there, but it was like, Isha, I'm on Twitter. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me relax. <laughs> <laughs> Randy got a bit too carried away with the Twitter fingers, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, so we might have Soldier Boy versus um Randy Orton. I don't know what you guys think about that, but you know, I've, I've got Soldier Boy for the win. Um, maybe Drake comes in, hits hits Randy with a chair, 
Um, yeah, so behind the referee's back. The five, the five knuckle Superman. Yeah, the five yes. knuckle cranked up. Yeah, yeah, because you know Drake copied this whole, stole this whole flow. You know what I mean? <laughs> what <laughs> say you, forty? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? It's just, it just goes back to like this whole American celebrity thing, and not even American, just celebrity thing, and it like, yeah. are they both just trying to trying to get some? some uh some fans from different areas like is that what's going on here is soldier boy trying to pick up some wwe fans and and what's he called randy orton trying to pick up some myself what's it called i know mate the viper the legend the legend killer is that the guy who does like the stone cold stunner on people (laughs) but it's not called the stone cold stunner (laughs) dark hero is that is that what it is? I don't think it's anything the same. So <laughs> it's no, out, of nowhere. Their, it's out of nowhere. He grabs their head right and 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 goes down the floor. Yeah, that's like a Stone Cold Stunner. You could just was, you could just tell Forty Stone calls it WWF. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, it's WWF, isn't it? Are you still watching the Federation? <laughs> Mate, I stopped watching it when I was probably eleven. So no, no, that's where I'm at, but no need to hurt my feelings. Like I'm aware of some of it. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, knowing Vince McMahon's crazy brain, Soldier Boy will come to WWE for a match. He will. He, he, he'll ju- would come to WWE he'll, he'll, he'll jump on it for a marketing bit. guy, in it. Yeah, yeah. He's not. Oh, this is causing trouble. Yes, let's put it on the program. Yes, it's probably already reached out to him anyway. It's probably already re- and Soldier Boy. He's he's he knows about marketing. Let's be honest. So he'll yeah. know what he's doing. He'll know what he's doing. But I like Soldier Boy in the sense of the way that he like riles people up and beefs with people. It's not yeah. like that, you know, Takashi character who just says stupidity. Like Soldier Boy, like he'll he'll give you the the memes out of it, and he like he will really go in on whoever he needs to, but knowing that like it's gonna be a publicity stunt and I'm gonna make money out of it. Then he'll go away for like two years and then come back. Like so, for the next like month or so, he's just gonna go Randy, <laughs> and it's gonna be funny. Go on Breakfast Club. So this is our last segment of the podcast track of the week. Um, in my opinion, a few good tracks came out this week. However, I'll start off. Um, it's a track I only heard yesterday. I had my track of the week sorted, then out of nowhere, like an RKO, this track just hit me. It hit my soul. Silk Sonic, Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, leave the door open. And it's not just the track, it's the video as well. If you watch that video closely, mate, everything's choreographed. It look, it's fantastic, mate. This, this um group, they're gonna be a group now, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack. I cannot wait. My soul is a 70-year-old man, it's old, and this is the type of music I love. I cannot wait for a whole project from these two guys. Because Bruno Mars, he must have sacrificed a family member or something. Because every time this guy comes out, he's coming with bangers. He's coming with hits. And he's undeniable. He's one of those people that, you know, you know, you can have doubters like, oh, Drake, oh, he's so annoying. Or Jay-Z, or oh, is this and that. When Bruno Mars comes out, everything he does is fantastic. Everyone loves it. That's that's my opinion anyway. Bruno Mars is, is next level. He needs 
give him his flowers, you know, because we don't Did, know when he's coming get, out next. Didn't he get pulled over and done for cocaine before? I, th- I think that's the key, you know. I'm <laughs> sure he's Rick James. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it is. Look at all the good music. James Hell Brown. Drug. <laughs> Rick James. <laughs> old dirty bastard. Cocaine's... <laughs> Cocaine is the key. We're gonna have to start, <laughs> start getting some money. T went on a on a praise session and thought <laughs> he said, "Didn't he get done for doing coke?" Man's been doing bunker shit. How funny that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> this was time ago as well, but yeah. clearly he's he's getting sniffed up. Okay, he the... hasn't sacrificed the family member. No disrespect. He's just taken the white girl. But by the That's way, thought he said the brilliant thing. It's a bar. He said. He's doing coke. That must be the key. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, don't be let prepared. things fly over your head, mate. Be prepared. <laughs> Listeners are on this. Come on, man. Rap what's genius. Your, <laughs> what's your track of the week? 40. I'll go to 40 first because I know Ooh, where his one is. My track of the week yeah. is The Streets. Whew. Where's the bag? 21st of June. <laughs> what a tune. That track is so sick. Look, Alex Skinner. <laughs> that was a good track. He, he he doesn't always hit. Yeah. But when he when he makes one, he makes one. Yeah. Mate, Do you know this... what I mean? Like there's some tunes that in there, he's got a huge catalogue. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's some stuff in there that didn't really take or whatever. But this is one of them. This this needs to go to number one. This I feel like this needs to. Brown, yeah. Brown, brown, brown. This it's got everything. Like you know what I think it's gonna be when clubs open back up. You know those brown, Caucasian brown, clubs, brown, not, brown. The, uh, <laughs> not the not the R and B clubs. We, we we don't play that in Jalu. Brown, 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 brown. <laughs> Jalu, that's wild. <laughs> Look up Jalu, by the way, listeners. Um, yeah, when the clubs open back up, yeah, twenty first of June. That needs to be playing. Because that track is next level. If he, I think it might go number one before then, because it's just a tune. Hey, look, it's, it it's a tune, man. One. Oh, it's, it's sick. If everything goes Topical to plan, as well. and they do actually open up on the twenty first of June, yeah, there's gonna be people just getting messy to that tune. Yeah, that tune's gonna be getting played in clubs and bars. People are gonna be smoking crack, <laughs> shooting heroin on the dance floor. On the dance floor, what clubs do you go to down at Side Forty? It's it's a drug anthem in it. The song's called Where's the Bag? Like tooting on the Boris, smoking on the Rishi. Oh the lyrics. People imagine. are just gonna be getting wild. That's the that's the new that's the new drugs that are gonna be out there. The new strain. <laughs> a, 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 yeah. Get them NDMA pills with like Rishi's face on it. The Rishi is a very short one. Nice. It'll give you a very short satisfaction. <laughs> 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 yeah, busy. What's your track of the week? <laughs> oh shit! Um, <laughs> completely lost my head. My train of thought, you know. But, um, honorable shout out because I would have put it there, but it yeah. just can't replicate what I was listening to for the entire week. Honorable shout out to um, the haters are going to come for me, but the the lemon pepper freestyle on Drake's yeah. new little EP. Mm-hmm. That Drake Classic is Drake. that Drake is top. It's top tier Drake. Yeah. Like four minutes of bars. And yeah, where he's just spitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's top tier Drake. Where's not spitting, my track of the where, week. where he's spitting, and then it's like a sample in the black. In the yeah, black. like yeah, yeah. That's top tier Drake. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I I'll admit it. Yeah. I won't forget that he said in the black, but you know. Um, <laughs> um, my track of the week. Um, 
call it safe, it isn't, is God knows by reality. Oh, but the oh. reason why is because I had a sort of a celebratory week in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. so that track just hit different when mm-hmm. I was listening to it. Um, the chorus hits very different. So <laughs> if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. And if you're celebrating anything, listen to it. It makes you feel really good. Yes. Yeah, and also, I've been listening to the album over and over and over and over again. Uh, I've done 50,000 times. But <laughs> I just want to say on BS, when 40 says, I'm not with all of that. <laughs> how many times I've wanted to say that this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He comes into the verse with that. It doesn't even when, give you an intro. Like... <laughs> on, on, just, on, just, on just regular situations. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not with all of that. <laughs> It's yeah. literally gold. It's gold. <laughs> Mate, that verse is mad. It's mad. Just, I'm not well out of that. Oh, <laughs> it just gets you so riled up. Oh. But yeah, yeah, God knows. Reality. Safety, safety. We'll put all the links at the bottom. Give, give me some streams. Anyway. Um, In Your Neighbourhood Podcast, episode four. Yeah. Yo, reality. Your boy from Hackney, a.k.a. Black Guy in Your Neighbourhood, a.k.a. my mother's favourite rapper. And this is the In Your Neighbourhood podcast, baby. Baby.